What's up, everybody? This is Dagobah Days with the Toy Photographers Podcast. We have an incredible episode for you. We have the one, the only, Mr. Steve, a.k.a. SCR Picks. What's up, man? How you doing? Hey, Dakota. I'm, I'm doing great, man. I just got back from a hike, and I'm, I'm ready to go. I'm pumped. Awesome, man. I've been looking forward to this for a long time, so we're going to jump right into it. So how long have you been doing it, man? I know you're young. You're 16 years old, but how long have you been doing toy photography? Um, I've been doing it since uh since since around Rogue One came out, like in November, I think, of that. It was back when um when the Death Troopers were coming out. That was my first figure that I actually photographed. Nice. So you picked up a Black Series figure and did you did you find toy photography first or did you just started shooting first and then find toy photography afterwards? You know, I think um, I got the figures first. I um, I had a Black Series. My first six-inch figure was the Black Series Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. And I got it on Amazon. It was a Christmas present for like $20. I found it. And my mom was like, all right, we can get that for you. And um, soon after, I started, I saw, I think I saw Spencer Witt's um, work on an article. And um, specifically, it was this one Scout Trooper shot where um, the scout trooper was on his bike in the forest. And he was uh, speeding on his bike, and I just, like, checked out his Instagram after that. And his work was just so inspiring. And I just, like, started exploring from there. I saw um, Nick Shakem 78's work after that. Mm-hmm. And, and the snowball just kept rolling, and I just kept finding more and more people. Such a gem of a community that, that I stumbled upon and i'm really happy that i found it dude i'm glad you did find it that's awesome i've i've actually never heard uh of spencer being one of the inspirations man i'm sure that he has tons of people out there he's inspired but that's so cool that that we did the interview with him first and now i'm hearing like a like a second generation almost of a inspiration for for spencer that's so cool i guess rogue one got you started in toy Mm -hmm. photography that was the inspiration you loved the movie and you're like i'm gonna grab a figure and i'm just gonna try to recreate some scenes so just starting out like what what were you doing like were you just shooting with your phone or did you shoot with the actual camera what'd you start out with um i started out with uh with just my phone i had a i think i had a samsung back then and um i was just playing around with how it works and i was actually like bringing my figures to my sister's soccer matches and finding the grass areas and the dirt areas and just seeing what i could um seeing what i can make of it with my figures that's awesome and you're just using what you had just going out there unashamed putting some figures in the ground starting to do <laughs> yeah. a little do a little toy photography did you have any um anybody you were trying to emulate anybody that you like you really enjoyed like i know you said sweat picks and uh and shake them was there anybody else that like kind of inspired you when you first started it out oh man um when i was just starting out i think i hadn't like i hadn't like really dove into the community it would it had been more of more of i just found them and um and i started taking pictures i hadn't really even started posting a lot until i had like a couple more photos that i was like looking at like that i actually enjoyed you know 
Yeah. So, um, so once I started posting, then I started more exploring and then, and then that's where I started finding people like, um, Sergeant Bananas. He, I, I know he comes up like all the time, but he is no doubt one of like my biggest inspirations, just the, the, the cinematic, um, feel that he brings to his shots is just incredible with, oh, yeah. with the lighting and the posing. Yeah, he's, he's definitely one of the big ones. People like Trooper Alliance, he is one of my um, biggest inspirations as well with a lot of my action and Star Wars related shots. He's definitely there as well. Nice. Shout out to Trooper Alliance. Shout out to Johnny, Johnny Wu. The the most recent shots that you've done, that's what I was reminded of was, was Johnny's work and just kind of seeing that style. And I know he's a big inspiration to everybody in the toy community, but kind of seeing the stuff you've been doing recently, it's like, I was like, man, this kind of does look like, you know, Johnny's stuff, but it, it looks really good. I mean, I love, I love the, the practical effects you've been doing lately. I love the tones and the mood that you've been going for. And it's a lot more cinematic. Dude, I love that Punisher shot. I just actually bookmarked it to feature it and on 112 Collective. I didn't even see that shot. The one that we got, he's like staring straight at the camera. He's got a, he's got like two guns in his hands and he's the snow. And dude, that's a really sick shot. What, what was your oh, inspiration for that one, man? Um, you know, actually, um, I posted, I posted the, the original, the original angle, um, two posts before. It was, uh, it was the one, where he's it's the longer shot okay um if you see that but that was the original shot that i was going for but um i had the setup up and um and i just tried to get the most out of what i was um what my setup was because i I take a while with my setups and i'm just trying to get the most out of them so i bring different figures that can work in the scenarios and this this angle just happened to be a really great shot really um, really made for a great shot here this like reminds me of a comic scene like was this inspired by anything like i want to say this like is something of a recent comic run is it or is this something you just kind of made up in your mind honestly um it might have sprouted from from a comic cover or two where he's just like all geared up but i can't put my name on anyone particularly so gotcha yeah it's sick, dude. That's a sick shot. I can't wait Thank to post you. that on on 112, man. I love your stuff, man. I I really do admire that, like how quickly you've kind of adapted and grown within like the last. I want to. I just scrolled down your your feed and looking past like the last 50 to 60 shots, like how quickly you've kind of grown and and learned new techniques. Do you put a lot of time into? I know you said you took a lot of time in your setups. Have you been working on your techniques a lot more lately? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Um, if, um, if you notice in my feed, I, I'm trying to learn all the different types of practical effects. Mm. So, so at a point you could see that I was doing a lot with rain and then another point you could see I was doing a lot with sun rays and another point you could see that I was doing a lot with like action and snow and all those. So I'm just trying to like perfect all of my areas Mm -hmm. and I I know um, I'm not going to be able to perfect them, but just improving is is really big for me so I can create whatever idea that comes to me when, um, when the time comes. Nice, man. So do you buy all your figures or how do you, I know Mezco is one of your favorite lines because you shoot a lot of Mezco. Like how do you get the figures, man? <laughs> Basically just uh, Christmas money, birthday money, allowance, 
and I'm just saving up for the for the figures on my list. I um, whenever any new figure is solicited, then I write it down or I write down any ideas that that come to me. I know my parents are, um, don't really like me going out and buying every single figure, so I really <laughs> try to make it make it count. Yeah, you know? I get it, dude. I get like my my parents they they did buy me toys and figures and stuff as a kid but like when I, once i turned like 13 14 they're like yeah you're old you're old, too old for that kind of stuff so let's let's get you more practical stuff but yeah uh, i actually um started out with legos when i was um in middle in nice. middle school that's back then when they used to buy me toys so as i started moving into action figures that's when they're starting to like move out of their phase of of buying me stuff and instead giving me allowance every once in a while that oh. I can save up. Yeah. But yeah. Dude, I have I'm, I'm this mostly... funny story. I, I have this funny story. I got to tell you this because I, I feel like you would appreciate it. And I was about mm -hmm. uh, 14 or 15 when it happened. So I was really into Dragon Balls, like like super into Dragon Ball Z around 14, 15. So this was, this is about almost 15 years ago now. So I'm, I'll be 30 next year. So what happened was I was just... I, what I would do is I collected the figures. I had no idea back then about toy photography. I was a collector and just posing them and just having fun. I had them all up in my closet. And my dad, I guess, found them. And he just wasn't aware of how many Dragon Ball Z figures I had amassed. But he he <laughs> found them, dude. And he went in there and like he like had to sit down with me. And he's like, I, we really need to assess your goals and like what you want to do with your life. Like you're almost a man. And like you need to like start thinking about like, you know, uh, <laughs> he was trying to like make me like feel bad about it. And he was like, oh, you're like worshiping these toys and like you got them all set up in like a, a little idolatry, you know, you know, thing in your closet, man. Like you need to really think about what you're doing. And I was like, no, dude, like this is something I enjoy. It's fun. Like, why you why can't you enjoy it? But oh, man. Yeah, it's it was hard to, for him to wrap his head around. uh just what I and I didn't know back then that I'd be still into it at this at this point in my life. But mm -hmm. it, yeah, it's funny when people don't get it. They just don't get it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I totally resonate with um, with what you're saying. Um, I know my parents um, when I started like moving out of um, Legos, they're they're almost like kind of glad, you mm -hmm. know. And um, once I started into moving into action figures, they're like, oh, crap, <laughs> you know, <laughs> And, uh, but, but once I started seeing it as like an art with, um, with what I started doing with it, then they became like really supportive. And I've, I've always been really happy that, that they've been able to do that for me. That's awesome, yeah. man. That is so cool. I've, I've told my grandfather who actually was a broadcaster for CNN that I got an interview with CNN and he just kind of brushed it off like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> I was just like, come on, like be supportive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, oh man, it's crazy, man. Like this community, and this is one of the reasons why I wanted to do the podcast was to, like, you know, build the network, build, of course, like material that people like yourself and people like myself who it doesn't matter the age who want to be able to find like-minded people and be able to pick that pick apart like all the stuff we do and be able to continue learning and progressing man like you have been doing so this is something that i wanted to be more mainstream in the good sense like i want people to be able to access this and be like okay there's people out there like me i don't have to feel bad about it 
you know, at, at my school, I haven't met anyone who's about toy photography or even toys in general. So this is a really nice outlet to communicate with people and talk about these things that we love. It's crazy, man, because I feel like people your age, like, aren't into action figures. Like, I feel like it's people more my age and older, like, because the 90s and the early 2000s was kind of like, there was a good, there was a good time when we had some good figures. But I want to say, like, the last years has been kind of like the golden age of action figures. Especially with what you see with Mezco, with um, whenever you order a figure nowadays, it comes with a little note that says, this is not a toy. This is a collector's <laughs> item, yeah. so, which, which really shocks oh, you're not, Dude, you're not even old enough to get them, are you? It says 18 <laughs> and older, dude. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> it's actually hilarious because uh, I, um, I was at a toy show called Frankenson. And yeah. um, I don't know if you heard it, but, um, but I came to this booth um, and I was looking at, this was actually a couple years ago. When, when they still had um, the Dark Knight um, Mezco figure around, I had no yeah. idea what it was. Um, I didn't know what Mezco was at the time, but I looked at it and I was like, how much is that? And the guy's like, uh, you have a parent with you? <laughs> and, and I'm like, yeah, never mind. What? But, he literally said that? Yeah, it was, it was hilarious. So and, oh, my God. Uh, Hey, ne- never would you? I know. Can I see your ID? Can I see your ID? I'm going to see your ID for this Mezco figure. <laughs> yeah, ne- <laughs> never would I know that that figure is, is like one of one of the the most famous, most expensive Mezco figures of all now. You yeah. know, it's I've ne- crazy. I haven't seen one in real life since then. <laughs> it's crazy the hype that like the especially with Mezco or Hot Toys or figure arts and people that like see that price tag and then they their mind just does not get it like they don't understand what the quality that you're paying for like when like you buy a marvel legend or you buy like a black series like yeah that's a cool figure 20 bucks you know it's a cool mm-hmm. figure but then when you jump up to 80 bucks or like 200 bucks like people if you tell someone who's just not into toy photography or action figures like they just don't understand like why how do you justify that but when you when you start to actually mess with them and you see the accessories and the detail, it's like they honestly are worth more. And that's why people will are willing to pay more, you know, aftermarket prices because they are worth it. Yeah, man. Um, my, my dad gets it cause he, um, he, he is like a shoe fanatic. So it's the same type of deal with, with the, with the hype and the resale. So he, he totally gets the, gets the the price and the and the detail and the overall worth oh for sure what kind of shoes is he into um he's into all kinds of shoes he actually funnily enough he um he actually picked up these yeezys from thailand and uh and they were knockoff supreme so um supreme never did anything with yeezys but but they (laughs) um but they made a yeezys supreme sneaker in thailand the total knockoff but he brought it back and he was laughing wow i've never i've never bought any of kanye stuff i i think it's cool man i just i never got into the the higher end sneakers yeah me neither i uh, I, feel, I feel like i would rather drop the money on a figure or like a new lens or something yeah definitely man you know i inherit all of my shoes from my dad so uh, we're all, we're basically the same size now so he has this giant shoe collection on my wall and uh, he he lets me wear them every once in a while. 
<laughs> um, when I promise not to skate in them or mess them up, you know. Oh man, are you a skateboarder? Yeah, I skate. That's that's another one of my hobbies. That's the hobby that I usually tell all my friends. But <laughs> instead, <laughs> but uh, but they they know about toy photography too, and uh, my friends are supportive of that too. It's 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 cool that they don't make fun of me for that. Since you live in California, dude, I and you are a skateboarder, like you're gonna appreciate some of these stories that I have. So I I grew up a skateboarder, man. Like I was big into skateboarding, like about your age. I would say probably about 14 to age 20, like about six years, I was just deep into skating. And like That's I got awesome. into longboarding. I got to meet like all my, my idols, which was like Jamie Thomas, Chris Cole, Angie Reynolds, like all the dudes. And I got like mm. Uh, I got to see Tony Hawk. I got to see uh, the Boom Boom Huck Jam back when they were going around. Being a toy photographer now, like I think skateboarding, I, I want to say gave me that attention to detail and that like obsessiveness almost. And it translated because being a skateboarder, like you have to try things over and over and over mm. and over again till you finally get it. It's like, uh, you ever heard that Latin saying, repetitio es mater studiorum? which is repetition is the mother of study. If you just keep repeating it, you keep repeating it. And finally you get it. Like it took me like three years to get a kickflip. Like I, I don't know why. And my learning curve was very, it was, it was a huge learning curve for me, but I finally got it. Maybe because I was a little overweight when I was like 15, 16. But since that's awesome, dude, I'm, I'm really stoked to hear that you're a skateboarder. Like how long have you been skating? Um, I've been skating since, uh, you know, about like three years now. I'm in my junior year of high school. I started in freshman year. And yeah, I haven't been practicing lately mm-hmm. because uh, I've been doing a lot of toy photography. But I never really drew that connection between the two. It's 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 really cool how you did that. But um, I totally get it with um, with with how how much time goes into just practicing this one thing over and over. Just like how you're trying to get this shot, tweaking little things. You know, mm-hmm. just like t- tweaking the foot placement for your kickflip or um, tweaking your your figure so it doesn't fall over or tweaking the camera so you, so you get the right angle. You know, it's all trial and error. It's connected. It's all connected. And I, I, I say that because like as artists and as people who are creative, those things translate. And it doesn't have to be skateboarding. Some people like come from backgrounds of like, public speaking or they come from like graphic design like there's i know so many graphic designers that do toy photography so like when you're an artist you can kind of translate that and for me my kind of background was skateboarding and and music and all of that kind of connects for me and creates almost this umami of flavors that i can kind of draw from to be Mm -hmm. able to put into my my art but that's cool that's awesome dude so like I know that you started pretty recently and you started around Rogue One, but how do you feel like your photos have changed since you first started? Like, have you seen a lot of improvements? Like, are you enjoying it more? Like, what do you think? Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely enjoying it more. I think there was a, I took a break after, um, before I got my new camera, uh, before I got a real camera. Um, I had been shooting with um, my phone and I took a break at some point, but I came back to it after I started exploring the community more. And I just started picking it up and and trying to learn as much as I can and, and improve. And that's that's really where it made the flip for me from mm. from being just like from from just having like having fun with it, I guess you can say. But then 
um, actively trying to improve um, my skills, which which I'm also having fun with. So, so it it's that's really where um, where that happened. Nice, dude. I mean, it's amazing to see the progress that you've already made, and I can't wait to see like within the next year, two years, three years, if you keep at it like that, like you have been doing, the progress that you're gonna make, and you being so young. I don't think you realize like you kind of have like a almost like a leg up on everybody else because your brain is still growing and still learning and you're able to learn these things a lot faster than some of these guys who've been doing it for, you know, maybe later in their years. So do you approach toy photography more for like the process, like the shooting and like the posing, or do you do it more for like the posting, like the community, the Instagram, or is it kind of like a, uh, a culmination of both like what are you interested more oh man um i think it, it's definitely a combination of both but if i were to lean to one side it would it would be it would be the um the comprising the shot and and actually going out there and taking the picture mm -hmm. um it's it's always been a learning experience for me so so it's been really cool to be able to change little things and and just have them click for example, with one of my shots that I did, um, it was with uh, General Grievous and uh, and uh, Commander Fordo or Captain Fordo, I believe. Yeah. Um, and I had taken like six hundred shots that day just to just to get the final result, and um, it only started clicking after I had changed the angle and changed um, rotating my entire setup so that the sun was shining behind it rather than in front of it and it made all of the details pop it, you could see some like subtle light rays um the the debris was more lit up and it it just it just clicked you know oh and, nice when you're shooting outside in the elements like is that something that you love to do like shooting outdoors rather than shooting indoors oh man i, I love both but um i i started out shooting outdoors so that's like my my go-to for um for a lot of my ideas mm -hmm. um when they when they come to me they're a lot of them are outdoor related um but i've been recently getting into more um of of indoor shots and they're actually more of outdoor shots because um, i'm forced to do them outside so that um, my flower from snow and the rain the water from my rain doesn't get all over my room you know oh but, yeah for sure <laughs> But being able to um, to manipulate the lighting in your pictures is a skill that I'm working on right now, mm -hmm. and and it's definitely a focus. I think I've been doing pretty well with my outdoor photography, so I've been, I've decided to work more on indoor photography, so so that I can just progress that way. That's awesome. So, are you someone that? kind of obsesses over the shot and will reshoot shots like or do you just kind of work with what you got like i know you said that you took like 600 shots to get the perfect angle and the lighting mm -hmm. just right is it something that's really important to you to get that perfect representation of what's in your mind or do you just kind of like go with the flow and just kind of deal with what you got because i'm one of those people that kind of just i shoot it and if it's not exactly what i wanted i just kind of deal with it and i post it like how do you do it um, it, it, it kind of depends on whether I have a specific idea in mind or I'm just trying to exercise a certain skill, you know? I know with one of my shots I did um, when I was first trying to learn how to catch light rays, um, I did one with Leonardo where he's, um, 
he's in the he's in the jungle and he's unsheathing his sword and I was trying to catch some light rays um with with the with the leaves and vines that I placed around him and I had taken I hadn't taken 300 shots that day and um I came out with only one that actually had um any light rays in it so I kind of worked with what I got on that one because I didn't really have a super specific idea in mind mm-hmm. but with some of my other ones with um with here let me just find an example real quick um okay here um i had a i had this shot of um iron spider iron spider-man with uh, mysterio mm-hmm. and i had this green smoke around it and i ended up using all of my um green my green smoke pellets to get that shot because i just I was just trying to get that perfect image that I had in my mind of like the smoke coming around him and and kind of like going through through the battlefield to kind of like simulate it was making up everything that he that Peter is seeing in the scene while also being able to show Mysterio without him being shrouded by by the smoke. So I was really trying to get that balance because editing wise I don't know how to do it. Like, uh, um, I don't have Photoshop or any of those programs. I, I usually just play with the, the colors, the contrast and everything and the brightness on my computer with, with just the, the, the photo app on, on the Mac. Okay. So, um, so a lot of my shots, um, I'm trying to, with my practical effects, I'm trying to, to get the perfect thing that I'm going for without having to edit in certain details. Gotcha. That's awesome, dude. You <laughs> definitely are nailing it. Like, I love that shot, that that Spider-Man shot you just referenced. I definitely can see how you're progressing with the techniques and you're working on those techniques. That's something that a lot of people don't take the time to do, the practical stuff. And, and it definitely, it's dangerous because sometimes you can ruin a figure if you're not careful. And uh, but it's definitely worth it whenever you get that shot and you nail it and it just looks so good. I'm curious, man, how are you getting those light rays? Are you using atmosphere aerosol for those uh, ones you were referencing earlier, like for the Leonardo shot? How are you getting those rays? Yeah, yeah, I was using, um, for the Leonardo shot, I actually didn't have any atmosphere aerosol on hand. So what I did is I got, as I collected a bunch of dirt from from my field at school, funny story, my friends were actually um, just just a little off topic, but my friends were asking me, "So, what are you doing after school?" And he's like, uh, "Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go collect dirt from the field." <laughs> they're like, "They're like, what?" I was like, "Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna go get like a Ziploc and and pile a bunch of dirt in it and uh, bring it home for for some of my photography." They're like, uh, "How does that How does that help?" And then I had to explain. <laughs> explain the whole process and uh and they're like oh i get it okay and then i asked him can you go over there with me so i don't so i don't look weird collecting dirt by myself <laughs> and uh and he's like yeah totally man so you're like a, you're like a modern day indiana jones out there like collecting samples like dirt samples <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh I wonder how many people have stories about me that I don't even know of just seeing me. That is but, awesome that you have the the guts to go out there and do that. That's cool, man. Yeah. So you're getting like some super fine dirt and you're just throwing it on it. How are you kind of like, are you sifting it? How are you getting that shot? Oh, back on topic. But but yeah, um, I get the dirt and I um, and for shots like the Leonardo one, I had it at his feet. 
and um, I use this canned air duster that you can mm. get at like Target or Walmart, and uh, I just sprayed it so that I can get so that the all of the fine dust rises. That was a pretty tedious process because it did not always react how you wanted it to. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I had to go in there with a with a straw to kind of lightly blow the dirt around because the when the canned air is uh, too strong. But um, after after experimenting with that and seeing how that doesn't work as well um, as I wanted it to, I go I went ahead and picked up some cans of atmosphere pair aerosol mm-hmm. and that totally changed the game shout out to them they're doing some awesome stuff over there there's no other way i could have done that i've never actually purchased any atmosphere aerosol but i need to it's on my list of of things that i need to get i just always would rather buy a figure than buy canned air or canned smoke <laughs> but yeah uh, what's your favorite line of figure years to shoot man like are you still into the black series i know you still shoot them or or is it the mezco now Ooh, um that's a tough one uh i have a i have a couple mezco figures that that i just love shooting i um i have i was fortunate enough to be able to grab the mezco px punisher the the one where he comes with the thunderbolts um yeah um chest plate thing and uh i was able to get that off the secondary market for not too expensive, um, but I love shooting that figure just because of um, all everything that you could do with it, with uh, the interchangeable chest plate or the the uh, suspenders that you can put on him, or you can take his coat off and he has short sleeves. You can change out his heads and his weapons. There's just a lot of variety that you could shoot with that figure and a lot of things that you can make work with it. So oh, yeah. that's definitely one of my one of my favorites to shoot. But I love shooting the Black Series as well, just because um, for trooper shots, then I'm able to have a lot of them to shoot at once. I so, love your trooper yeah. shots, man. Your trooper shots are awesome. Thank you. Yeah, dude, for sure. I definitely need to get back outside and, and throwing some dirt around and getting into the, the nitty gritty. Do you have any like moments uh, on your account or just in your toy photography journey where you're like, oh my God, did that really just happen? Like a pinch me moment? Like did someone like feature your stuff that like you never expected or do you, is there any moments that you've had so far? Um, one of the, one of the big moments actually was um, Swit Picks. He actually followed me back and I was like, whoa, because <laughs> he, he was like my biggest inspiration. He was like my first inspiration. And that that really that that was a accomplishment, I like to say. But that's awesome, dude. Yeah, one of my inspirations just being able to see and like my work is 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 awesome. And I get comments from him occasionally too, which which always is is nice to see. Yeah, shout out to Spencer. He's a great dude, man. Like just send him a DM and let him know. I'm sure he'll be listening to this episode and he'll be like smiling ear to ear right now. So that's awesome. <laughs> He's a great guy. Yeah. Do you feel like being so young? Do you feel like it's uh, harder to connect with some of these people that are older? Like, or what? You know, having that age difference is that something that kind of like intimidates you, or how do you feel? I've never really had anybody, you know, your age that I've actively engaged with on the on the community. Like, what's it like for you being younger? Honestly, at first, before um, when I still felt. Um, kind of unsure of myself 
I um, I was kind of afraid to ask questions to some of these guys with um, that have been doing this thing for a while and have produced such great work already. And um, but as as I started like growing more sh- more sure of myself and um, and connecting with more people in the community, it it felt a lot more natural to to talk to them, just ask them a question about how they did this shot how they got this effect, um, what their camera settings were, it, it became a lot easier. And what I realized is that people don't even, re- um, people don't even realize my age. So when we're talking, we're just talking like two normal guys. There's, there's no real barrier there. That's awesome. Yeah, there shouldn't be, you know, age is just a number, man. And mm-hmm. as you, as you get older and you start to realize like, you know, people like yourself, people like myself and people 10 years older than me, like age is just a number. And when you're mentally uh, an adult and I felt like you already are at that level, like mentally, like you see, you see the world as an adult would see it and you have that maturity and you're like, you know, already like going out there and getting dirt and like, you know, pre-planning all your shots and stuff. And like, that's just, it. I mean, there's really no like you said, there is no barrier. There is no barrier for, for people like yourself. And for, for anybody listening, that's like, you know, younger and feels like, Hey, I can't reach out because I've got this age barrier. Don't feel that way, man. Just, just reach out and be like Steve and just, you know, start to work on your craft. That's awesome, mm-hmm. dude. Thank you. Yeah, man, for sure. So I am going to take a quick break and we are going to come right back to the toy photographers podcast stay right there welcome back everybody to the toy photographers podcast this is the ser picks interview this has been amazing man i've been loving every minute of it i want to go ahead and just jump right back into this question so you were telling me about your customs that you've been doing you've been showing me some videos some photos i'm blown away at the stuff that you're doing especially with that tyler durden you want to tell everybody about the customs that you do and your commissions so go for it, man. Awesome. Okay, so um, just to just to start off with that, Tyler Durden. Um, I've been working a lot on realistic people, and um, or like characters from movies. Mm-hmm. That's that's the that's the area that I've been focusing on more. I used to focus more on on clones. I used to do commissions for um, for clones. So people will come to me with a, a specific idea. Like, um, I did a Commander Ganch um, figure um, not too long ago. Nice. So um, the, fig- the guy just gave me um, reference for me to look at, and I created what, um, what his idea. And that's, that's what I try to do with all my commissions. And nowadays, I'm doing, I'm doing figures other than clones, so um, that require... Um, me to put together the body myself, whereas with the clones, I'd work off of a specific body. So um, with my Tyler Durden custom, I actually started off with a Mezco Daredevil body, and I stripped off those clothes, and I, um, and I repainted the body with a couple different flesh tones, and then I ordered the clothes that I needed for him. I made a list of all the things that I needed, and from a seller on eBay called gps lot they had some clothes that that i thought would work and i got the jacket from him i got the shirt and the pants and i dyed the shirt and painted the jacket to 
to emanate or to uh what's the word I'm looking for? Emulate. Emulate. Yes, thank you. Mm-hmm. To oh. emulate his look from the movie. And I got the head from this other seller on eBay called Action Figure Customs. And he does um he he sells some really, really awesome sculpts. It was a shrunk down head from the three I, I believe it was no, no, it was um, Blitzway. It was Blitzway. Yeah, yeah, Blitzway one. Yeah, it was the Blitzway one sixth Tyler Durden. The um, the head was shrunk down, and I bought it off of him and resculpted the hair, painted all the details on his face, and uh, especially the eyes. The eyes were the hardest part, and uh, that's how I made that figure. Um, I'm blown away, yeah. dude. I'm looking at this photo. You did a photo on your on your page on your Instagram, and I'm blown away at the detail that you were able to achieve, man. So that's incredible. How long have you been painting uh, headcasts for? Um, I I only recently started getting into headcasts. Um, I've been I started maybe um a couple months ago with um with some clone customs. They wanted me to provide a um a unmasked look. So that's where I started doing that. Um, I think you could see on my profile, I did one of this, this red clone. Mm-hmm. Um, he has red markings on him and his face, when you take off his helmet, his face is scorched on the left side of his face. Oh yeah, I did see that. So that's when I really started um, getting into painting the details on, on, on faces. And um, from there, it only and only started moving into full repaints because um, with that clone, it was just painting the details on the side of his face. I didn't paint the eyes or anything, but I painted the the burn marks. But after that, that grew into um, to me picking up blank casts and starting from scratch with the painting process. Nice. So your your commissions right now are closed, right? Like you're not taking any commissions um, at the moment. No. Because um, I'm just pretty busy um, as it is with schoolwork and um, with my photography game right now, but I am on the side working for working um, on my own projects. I'm trying to make a 3A inspired fully cl- or Mezco and 3A inspired fully clothed Boba Fett, nice. like one twelfth scale. Um, so I have little projects on the side. That I'm still going for. Um, I recently painted a Heath Ledger um, Joker headcast. Mm. Um, th- so I've been working on that too. But um, I'm actually um, have been discussing some um, dis- discussing a commission with Scott Blind because the project he was thinking about was was really piqued my interest. So if you have a project that that you feel that I would really enjoy and um, the project that Scott came up with, um, I, I did really enjoy the idea of, then I would have no problem um, making that. So it's, it's, a, it's more, more of me um, working on passion projects rather, um, rather than, than projects that are less motivating to work on. Yeah, it's if always enjoyable. Sense. Yeah, it does. It's always enjoyable to work on stuff that you love to do. That's incredible, man. I'm glad that you are doing this. It's interesting, and I'm curious to see where where it's going to lead you and what you're going to do with it. Is this something that you maybe want to kind of pursue 
after you get out of high school or is this is this something that just as like a side thing hobby um so it's definitely something that i want to work with in my future i um i actually discussed with um with some some family friends about um they they brought me the idea of of bringing my work into the film industry with um with prop and set design which i thought was like an amazing idea and i i could really see my 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 custom work translating and that's something i've always been interested in i've always also been interested in film um with with my work behind the camera um as well so yeah that's incredible i am trying not to be jealous because that's the avenue that i want to get into i definitely can see where you would use those skills in being able to translate into that filmmaking uh skill set and be able to make movies with that that's you know the lord of the rings is one of my biggest inspirations for films and they used a lot of miniatures they used a lot of dioramas and they filmed those things uh, so close up so you're able to get like almost like a toy photography uh, scale and and detail um so that'd be awesome man that'd be really cool to see where you go um, so i'm going to transition into this question is where do you see yourself in 10 years so that'd be 26 years old where do you see steve in 10 years wow um well i i hope to see myself um pursuing this passion i i hope to see myself um to um, working in in that area of of prop design and film, uh, I can't say for sure that that'll happen, but I'm gonna try my best to make that the reality. That's incredible. I I want to see it happen, man. I wanna I wanna like keep tabs with you and make sure you're following that dream because I definitely could see you do that, like for sure. Like that's a no brainer almost. Yeah, and and. Um, if, if, and when I do get there, then I'm no doubt going to be still doing toy photography. Oh yeah. I feel like toy photography is almost like, like a, like a jumping off point for getting into film and, and movies. Like, I think that you understand so many elements of cinematography and lighting and mm -hmm. being able to understand set design. Like it gives you a, a really deep skill set that people don't even recognize or realize if you want to like use that as a jumping point into film yeah totally yeah because um because when you're doing indoor shots then you're lighting that all by yourself just like how in the in on set you'll be um creating your own light it's 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 the same thing but smaller oh yeah it's definitely something you can do for fun and then eventually maybe one day you'll get paid to do it you never know that would be amazing yep that's the dream that's the dream so yep do you have any tips for people that are just starting out doing toy photography like i know you kind of graduated from a cell phone you got a nicer camera now like do you have any tips for people who are just starting out like Maybe they just got a cell phone. They don't have a nice camera. What what would you tell them to kind of focus on? Um, you know, I get this um, question asked um, a few times, and people who start out on their phone, they some people think that they can't really do much with that. 
But um, I remember seeing this one post by Plastic Action where Chewbacca is doing, I think he's doing a tray flip in the picture. Yeah. But he shot that on an iPhone, which is mm-hmm. incredible. And it really shows you what you can do with, with your iPhone if you, um, if you don't let that hold you back. You, it, um, the, everything can still apply, but having a nicer camera is just a luxury, you know. Um, but getting back to what, um, what I can tell anyone who's starting out is experiment as much as you can. Uh, just taste, take risks. Um, take, um, just play around with your setup. Play around with your camera settings. Play around with everything until you catch something that works. It's, it's, really, it's, it's really just trial and error. And that's what's brought me to where, um, where my photos are now. That's incredible. Is there a shot maybe that you haven't done yet that I like to call the grail shot, like a bucket list shot that you have in your mind that you haven't done yet? Is there something that you're working on? What would that be? Oh, man, I have a whole list of shots that I want to do. But if I were to choose one that, that I'm really, really trying to get is the is the perfect action shot with a with my Boba Fett. Um, um, when I, when I do finish my Boba Fett custom, I'm, I'm going to try to make it look as realistic as possible and then get the, get the best action shot that I can with that figure. And I think that's going to be one of my grails. Definitely. Nice. Have you, have you like printed out or like blown up any of your stuff and put it up on your wall? Like any of your photography yet? Yeah, I actually, I actually have. Actually, my mom did as a birthday present. She, she created a. I don't even know how big this is. It's like, like what, like two feet by by one and a half foot um, canvas of of my shot of of my custom clone called Commander Bones or Sergeant Bones actually. Um, but he's a he's a dark green clone, and there's a. There's like a bokeh of of fire and and uh, fireworks around him. Um, let me send you that so you can um, so you can check out that that post. But she blew that up for me for my birthday, and uh, and now it sits on my wall in my room. That's awesome, dude. That is so cool. I I love it when people blow up their stuff and and put it up on on their on their walls because I feel like it inspires you. And I've got a lot of stuff on my wall. And uh, I want to, I want to definitely, like, encourage people that, like, maybe that aren't, you know, they maybe they don't like like their art, they don't like their toy photography. Just mm-hmm. try it out. Like, go to Walmart, go print out your stuff. It's not there's nothing like having a tangible, physical copy of the stuff you've done. And I feel like because sometimes we can disassociate so many times, like on our iPhones and. We can become hypercritical, but once you get like a tangible, actual photo, it, there's, it's, I don't know, it, there's something about it, man. It just feels so, it feels good. Like and you're like, I created this, and like this is something I worked on, it's something I, I'm proud of, and you know, display it, man. Put it up on your wall, and use it as motivation. Yeah, totally, man. And uh, just looking back on it, I, I, I took this shot like um, in the beginning of this year, I think. Um, actually, you know, I, I can't remember when I did, but it was, a 
was a couple of months back, but now I'm just um, I'm just being my own worst critic and, and and looking at all the little flaws in it that I can tell, <laughs> which is because it's at this um, big scale. I can I can tell where my custom game was at that point, and I can see where my flaws were. But it's a good reminder of 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 that bookmark in my in my photography history, which is which is really good to have. Definitely. Um, Right on my wall. Do you book? I mean, do you archive any of your shots, or do you delete any of your shots, or do you keep them all up there? Um, I for the most part, I keep um keep all my shots. But actually, I think I've archived one of them. I I archived the 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 shot of I'm not sure if you've seen it, but I archived um a shot of I had the the new Predator, the really big one. Yeah. From NECA, the the gray one. I did a shot of him, um, of him standing up, and and I had another figure. It was a, it was a, I think it was Hicks. No, no, Hudson. It was Hudson from the Aliens movie. Mm-hmm. He was a, uh, he had, um, NECA gave him this face where he's a, uh, where he's from that iconic scene where he's like, "Game over, man," <laughs> and his, uh, and his his face is all like scaredish. So, um, so when I was posing them together, just seeing what I could do with it, I. I had the the like ten inch tall predator standing right next to him, and my dad pointed out, "Why is why is that guy like at crotch level to 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 the predator?" <laughs> and and then I and I noticed that, and then I immediately ran out of the house and made the setup because um I had the perfect caption, which was "sexual predator." Oh my god! <laughs> so, so I had the figure from um from an ang- from a high angle. With the predator looking down on on the on Hudson, mm-hmm. um, and having him like <laughs> like eye level to um like a, like a, just not too far away from his crotch, oh, and crotch shot. I, <laughs> yeah, um, I kind of archives one. That one seemed a little inappropriate, but yeah. I still like that shot. It's just a a little in- inappropriate to to keep having on my feed. Yeah, you're a little yeah. too young for that, sir. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's funny, man. That is so funny. Uh, there's been some shots that I've gone back and realized, like, my posing or, like, you know, just, like, random stuff. I was like, oh, that that does not look right. And then it's like now I, I mentioned it on a previous cast is, like, I've unarchived everything that I archived. And I am starting to allow myself to really see the the stuff that I'm not happy with, like the cringeworthy shots that I feel like I went through a long period of cringeworthy shots. And now that I'm finally starting to really like hone my skills and get better and I'm happier with my shots, even the ones that I'm really happy with, I still see stuff that I want to improve. But uh, that's cool, man, that you only, because you only have one that you archived. So that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I, I totally get that because when you um, when you have all those shots out, even the ones that you don't don't really like, that you could see all the flaws in, it's a good reminder of where you're at at that time. And then to look back and see how much you've changed and improved, it's 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 a it's a nice memory to have um, oh, in, yeah. your, in your in your like story of a feed on Instagram, you know. Definitely, man. Definitely. I'm, I'm learning from you, man. I'm, I'm the one taking notes. So don't think that I'm, I can't learn from you because I definitely, I definitely know people are learning from you too. So 
where can people connect with you on social media? So I know you have an Instagram. Do you have like a Twitter or Facebook too? I don't have a Twitter and um, I actually only have a Facebook to follow some um, so that I can follow these customizers. Like, uh, um, I don't know if you heard of him. His name's Miko Suave, but yes. um, he does some amazing custom work and he primarily posts on Facebook. So does Old Boy um, and a couple other customizers out there. But I usually just have Facebook to, to, to follow these these customizers that that primarily post there i don't really talk to anyone on there but um but if you want to ever reach me i'm i'm always on instagram i'm on there like every day and um just feel free to say hi ask me a question i'm a 16 year old i'm i'm not anything professional so don't be scared to to say hi say what's up sweet Sweet, and that's at scr dot picks p i c s. That's right. Awesome, dude. And you can also find me at Dagaba underscore days, and you can find the Mezco one twelve collective feature page at one dot twelve dot collective. You can find the Star Wars toy picks feature page at Star Wars toy picks on Instagram. And you can also find the Toy Photographers Podcast at Toy photo cast remember everybody we are storytellers get out there tell your story just like mr steve here he's out there killing it i know he's gonna be doing this for a long time so also another thing if you want to support the podcast and you want to be able to help us get better content get new equipment go to tpublic.com and you're going to type in toy photography and the first thing that's going to pop up is the Toy Photographers Podcast t-shirt. Go on there, buy a t-shirt, support the podcast, and rep your favorite podcast. Yeah. So thank you, Mr. Steve, man. I appreciate you coming on. I really enjoyed this, and I can't wait for everybody to hear your journey and your progression, man. Hopefully soon, maybe one day, we get you back on. Yeah, man. Thank you so much for this opportunity. It's it really means a lot to to be here among all of these amazing creators and inspirations and people that that really got me doing what I'm doing today and it's just been an honor. Thank you, man. The honor is all mine, sir. I appreciate it and it's going to be incredible to see the people that you inspire because this podcast is a platform that reaches a lot of people, man. So, it's going to be cool to see for sure. All right, man. Signing out. This is Dagobah Days. Peace.